Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Hi, welcome to Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken. We provide two updates each week, uh, both on Sunday as well as on Wednesday. On Sunday, our updates premiere at 1 p.m. and then on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. The title of my message today is The Step of Faith. As the name of our podcast implies, our podcasts are always, always have a prophecy thread. And particularly today, as we'll be talking about how, how, how Jesus, uh, not only as the Messiah, uh, but was able to walk on water. Now, we love answering questions regarding prophecy, about the scriptures, about anything that we talk about, anything that's on your mind. Just send us an email at uh, prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll be glad to uh, answer all, uh, any and all of those, uh, those emails that come in. So today we are continuing our journey through the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus had just fed the multitude, the 5,000 men plus women and children, uh, with just five loaves and two fish. We'll pick up the story in verse 22 of uh, Matthew chapter 14. And, and again, the title of my message today is The Step of Faith. Verse 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now on the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And then Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When I was a, a kid back in the 1960s, elephant jokes were a fad. Remember elephant jokes? I'm not sure when they, where they started, but they were, they were clever and they were very funny, uh, often assuming the absurd in the form of a riddle. For example, how many elephants can you fit into your car? Four, two in the front and two in the back. How many giraffes can you fit into the car? None. The elephants refuse to move over. Uh, you know, um, I remember uh, another one, another one that it kind of fits in with uh, today's scripture. In fact, that's how I remembered some of the elephant jokes. And the joke was this, how do you eat an elephant? And the response is one bite at a time. Now, you know, it's a joke, of course, that's, uh, that's a little absurd, but it does give us the basis 
for our study today, the step of faith. You know, Peter took that, that first step, that step of faith. Jesus said, come, and Peter took the first step and got out of the boat. You know, in so many of the homilies, the sermons that I've heard over the years, uh, Peter's often criticized for lacking faith. He took his eyes off the Lord and began to look at the wind and the waves around him. Uh, but we're not going to go in that direction today. Instead, realize that these disciples, these, these 12 apostles, were being taught about having faith in God and faith in Jesus Christ. And it was one step at a time, or if you use the elephant joke analogy, one bite at a time. Um, I, I use that elephant joke one bite at a time a number of times. It always leads to this illustration of building a person's individual Christian faith in a gradual and a very deliberate manner, taking the initial step of faith and then taking it one step at a time. When I speak of the Christian faith, by the way, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about our denominations. Religion is, is man-made. Don't follow religions. Follow Jesus Christ. You know, it was the sinless Son of God that came to Bethlehem that was born 2,000 years ago as a baby. He was Emmanuel. That's exactly what the angels said. He was God with us. That's the person that you want to follow. And the reason you want to follow him is because he lived a, a perfect life. He died on a Roman cross for your sins. And he rose on the third day. In Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it states that Jesus presented himself alive to the disciples by many convincing proofs over a period of 40 days. And after this time, Jesus ascended into heaven. That is the person, my friends, you need to follow. Jesus, when he called his disciples, when he called people, he said, follow me. Now, the Bible tells us that we are saved by grace through faith. And faith begins often with just one step, one step of faith. You know, one of the first steps in following Jesus Christ is, is embracing the historical evidence surrounding Jesus of Nazareth, the gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, are, and they were all contemporary and eyewitness accounts. And they're, they're extensive, and they document very, very well the, the life, the sinless life of Jesus Christ, along with his, his miracles, his compassion that he had for the people around him. Um, but it was basically his life, his death, his resurrection. These, of course, are all... Bible teachings, which are considered by Christians to be author authoritative and sacred, but to non-Christians, they are just, just writings. However, you can do a little research and find that there are Jew Jew Jewish and Roman historians that reference the life of Jesus Christ as a historical character. Jesus lived and died. For example, the Roman historian Tassius who lived from 50 to 120 AD, refers to Jesus as the Christ that died by crucifixion during the reign of Emperor Nero, Tiberius Caesar, and by the hand of, of Pontius Pilate. This is, a, this is in complete agreement with the gospel accounts. He also refers to the early persecution of the Christians, and his work, this work was dated around 116 AD. Now, here's another step, another step of faith, another bite. 
uh, Jewish historian, uh, Flavius Josephus, uh, who lived from 37 to 100 AD, in his work, The Antiquities of the Jews, he's a, he's a very famous historian, Josephus re referenced both John the Baptist as well as Jesus Christ. In his book, number 18, Josephus states that Jesus was embraced by many as the Messiah, both Jews as well as Gentiles. And a wise, he was a wise teacher, and he also states that he was crucified by Pontius Pilate. Now, these documents that I just quoted, these historians, don't tell you that Jesus was divine, that he is the Son of God, that he was God in the flesh. Um, if you want to know more about that, you have to go to the Bible as the primary source. When you read the Bible, you can read the the New Testament, you can read of the miracles, the teachings, again, the, the compassion of Jesus, his, his uh, sacrificial death on the cross, and his resurrection. You could also, as I do, choose to look at some of the prophecies. You see, I, I teach prophecy because not only are one out of every four verses in the Bible prophecy related, but when we look at the Old Testament prophecies in particular, we see that they are fulfilled, they have been fulfilled and are being fulfilled literally, just as the prophets foretold. Now, only God can would be able to tell us with 100% accuracy what was going to happen in the future and we get that exactly from the bible because we see again fulfillment of the old testament prophecies literally being fulfilled accurately just as the prophets foretold for example there are over a hundred prophecies in the old testament that point to the Messiah, particularly those found in Isaiah and Micah. These prophecies told us that he was to be born in Bethlehem, that he was going to be born of a virgin, that he would be called a Nazarene, that he would speak in parables, that his hands and his feet would be pierced. And this was long before there was anything such as crucifixion, that soldiers would gamble for his garments and that he would be buried in a rich man's grave. Now, the reason that we as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, read and study and memorize scripture is to understand that the Bible is the word of God and it's profitable for us. It gives us wisdom. It gives us understanding. It, talks, it tells us how to walk with a, a holy and righteous God. It tells us how our sins are to be forgiven. And, and now once we understand uh, that these prophecies can be trusted, we can turn to the prophecies also regarding the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the reason we do that is because in the midst of all of the turmoil today, it gives us tremendous hope. Did you know, for example, that there are three times, three times as many prophecies that speak of Jesus Christ's second coming as there were of his first? And remember, all of the prophecies that spoke of his first coming that were fulfilled by Jesus Christ in his first coming were fulfilled literally. Now, some of those uh, prophecies about the second coming of Jesus Christ are, re are referenced as the end times, a time that Jesus will return. And some of those are already, already being fulfilled. Now, the greatest of these prophecies um, that have to do with the end times and the second coming of Jesus Christ is the prophecies that said the Jews again would return to the promised land. They would be gathered from around the world 
another time, because remember they once came out of, of, out of Babylon, another time and, and what we know as the great diaspora. The prophet Ezekiel even calls this, this, uh, this gathering of the Jews a remnant that is regathered. He refers to them as some among the nations who have escaped the sword. That's Ezekiel chapter 6, verses 8. And scholars believe that this is likely referring to what we saw in the great Holocaust that killed over 6 million Jews during the time of Hitler and Nazism. Um, 6 million Jews in Europe were killed, and a remnant, a remnant survived. And remember, it was in 1948, just a few years after the end of World War II, during the Holocaust, uh, that these Jews returned to Israel and the nation of Israel was born on May 14th, 1948. My friends, I encourage you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching this video, take that step of faith. At least have the intellectual curiosity to see why so many of your friends, your family, your neighbors have decided to, to follow Jesus. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to, to watch and learn from our podcast and others like this. There's many other podcasts that talk about who Jesus truly is, what it means to follow Jesus Christ, and the fact that he is coming back again. These podcasts and these prophecies that talk about the coming return of Jesus Christ is what the Apostle Paul calls the blessed hope. And it's to be a great encouragement to us today. Let's go ahead and pray. So Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to, to reach so many people, Lord, with our videos and our podcasts. We thank you, Lord, especially at this time of year uh, for your faithfulness. As we look forward to the future, we remember the blessed hope, the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We know that there's a war going on there. We pray for protection for all of the people involved. Lord, we, we know that you love the Jews, you love the Palestinian people, but there is a a, a horrible war going on and uh, we just pray for for peace we give you all the praise and the glory in jesus nearly every day it's common to see read or hear something about the end of the world the apocalypse or end times Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today.